0: Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means.
1: long box guys gonna do tonight brain
0: the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes
1: hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the oh i almost said the ginkly hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys uh with me as always is some of my very favorite people since i was a very little kid mike manning how you doing what are you what are you
2: drinking I am doing excellent tonight, and uh, I am drinking an A&W root beer because I still have not replenished the funny yet. got to replenish the funny, man. Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking today?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm drinking a beer called Day Glow Vibes.
1: Ooh, uh, and so no, the green screen's making say, it hard da, to da, see. There we
0: go. It's vibe. a very nice double IPA from a, uh, a lovely brewery in Maine called Mast Landing.
3: Mass ah, nice landing. All right. Tommy, what are you uh, drinking tonight? I am drinking some Suntory whiskey. Ooh, Suntory. Suntory. What was the tagline from the movie for Suntory? Do you remember? Isn't it like happiness or something like that? Suntory. Happiness. Uh, no.
0: No? Huh? It's, uh.
1: Suntory, the whiskey of choice? nah I can't remember. But it was a It's
0: something time. It's Suntory time.
2: Yes. If it's hippopotamus yeah. time, it's Santori time.
1: Yeah. I think that, Mike, I think you got it.
3: it's. It's Strange time. It's Santori time. Oh, clap, 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 leading us in with a very
1: nice hook. Very good segue. Tom, why did you say Strange time?
3: Because tonight we're talking about Adam
1: Strange. Ooh, Adam Strange, the man, the myth, the legend, golden age hero who easily made the jump over. Mike, would you like to give us a little bit of background on Adam Strange? Sure. Hey, hey, hey,
0: I was on on Tom's family tree. i thought talking about your your abusive <laughs> uncle. I all I've been reading this. Wait, we're talking about a comic book character? I'm hey, so don't.
1: Confused. Don't. What? Nobody diss my uncle Touchy. <laughs> don't Sorry. make me sing. Can I sing the song?
2: No. Uncle Touchy. No. 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 Yes. No. And, you, no. and I and we You'll all know to be avoid be the be pinball sure machine at, at your family reunions. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uncle Touchy's naked playground. All
2: right. So yeah, we're talking about Adam Strange. I, I do have to correct you, though. He was not a Golden Age hero. He was a Silver Age hero, created in so- 1958 by Julie Schwartz and Murphy Anderson. They. Pit, they. Julie Schwartz was the editor and go, went over to two different comic book writers Is like, hey, I want a space hero. I want one set in modern times and I want one set in the future. And one I was like, all right, I'll do the future. And, uh, and Julie Schwartz was like, fine, this will be easy because I'll take the present day. I got a perfect plan. And that's how Adam Strange was created and Space Ranger was also created at the same time. Because 1958, space race. Gotta start talking about space. It's the atomic age, for gosh sakes. Uh, anyway, the story behind Adam Strange in the comic books is he is an archaeologist, the cool kind like Indiana Jones, and he's out right. archaeologing when a Zeta beam from the planet ran rams into him and sends him flying across the galaxy. Uh, the super brilliant scientist did not realize it was a transportation mechanism. He thought it was going to be a uh, a signal communication that would allow people to follow the beam back to its I'm point calling, of origin. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Rand needed women. That's, that's actually part of the comic book lore. Rand yeah, needed you, you, men.
1: Yes, Rand needed Rand needed sexual partners uh, because they were running out of sperm. Uh, I think he knew what he was doing all along. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry, God.
2: <laughs> so, yes, Adam Strange is very interesting. Uh, there was two titles out at the same time, Mystery in Space and Strange Adventures. Strange Adventures starred Captain Comet. The Man of Tomorrow, and Mystery in Space starred Adam Strange. Although Adam Strange first appears in Showcase number 17, he gets a little three-issue run in Showcase, and from there he jumps over to take the lead in Mystery in Space, which is actually a sci-fi anthology. He's just one of the stories that they throw into it. And every episode, uh, or every issue, I should say, he gets he's on Earth somewhere looking for the Zeta Beam. The Zeta Beam hits him. He goes over to Rand. He has an adventure. Then at the very end, he gets, the Zeta Beam wears off. He gets transported back to Earth. The scientist, whatever the hell his name is. Zardoff. Sure. (laughs) The scientist Zardoff has a daughter, Alana Strange well, it's Alana to begin with, then eventually it becomes Alana Strange. Uh, Although I've heard it mispronounced Elena Strange uh, in different places also. So she is the Princess of Ran, depending on which book you're reading. Uh, The adventures are all kind of silly. There's nothing... It's all the white savior coming in to uh, help. He's always using... Uh, Ran had undergone a bunch of nuclear wars so they've got all this technology they don't know how to use even though they can transport somebody from Alpha (laughs) to Alpha Centauri but sure, whatever. Uh, He becomes equipped with a bunch of cool items including a spacesuit that allows him to uh, breathe in outer space. It totally seals up and more importantly... He's got the fucking jetpack. Yeah, it, years before the Rocketeer, we've got Adam Strange with his jetpack, and that helmet is how he turns and navigates because of the uh, little windshear he's got on the top. No matter how deep in space he is,
1: that windshear helps him to that navigate. Got to Josh,
3: come, come on, that must make you nuts. Come on, buddy. But he also has a ray gun,
2: he does have a ray gun, and the ray gun's pretty damn important to Adam Strange. Yeah. Because he is the savior of Ran. He is constantly fending off alien invasions from the planet, along with hostile natives on the planet, etc. He has, uh. He. They mention him in Justice League of America, which is kind of a big deal back in the day. If you get named in Justice League of America, that means, oh, maybe he's going to be one of the main heroes of the DC Universe. But he turns down the Justice League. No, no, no. He is, his love is on Rand and he has to be there whenever he can. So, there, uh, he has an adventure where the Justice League fights Kanjar Roe who uh, is a major Justice League villain after that, although he started off as one of Adam Strange's villains. And not a lot of other stuff happens to him until the 90s, uh, when he gets, uh, gets kind of bumped into Rebels. After L-E-G-I-O-N uh, shutters its doors, they come up with R-E-B-E-L-S, um Vril Dox recruits Adam Strange to be on that team then moving on later on there is the series which I'm sure LT is going to talk about the Rand Thanagar Holy War um, but if I are going to read any Adam Strange stories there are two not one but two that I will recommend I've already talked before on other podcasts uh, that we've had about 52 that series is amazing and the storyline with animal man buddy baker uh starfire and uh, adam strange trying to come back to earth after having a major battle where adam strange has lost his eyes um is of is an excellent storyline and keeps in the the sci-fi tradition of the space saga. And then, of course, the latest incarnation, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But I want to hear what you guys think about Adam Strange.
0: I have to say a couple of things. First of all, I'm always surprised, and this just reminded me, how late in the game the Rocketeer came about because he feels like a pulp action hero, and he's just not. He's like a mid-80s action hero. Uh, and then just the similarity uh, of this creation because we have John Carter of Mars doing very similar things in the early, what, 1920s? Like, yeah. late teens? Right around there? Edgar like Rice Burroughs?
1: Yeah, this is definitely like a combination of Flash Gordon and John Carter. I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of a blatant little rip off thing.
0: I didn't read a lot of the, uh, any of the Adam Strange stuff, and I uh, I didn't make it deep into Rebels after after Legion sort of shut the doors. I, I tried.
2: Yeah, it's not good. It's not Can't good. Can't confirm.
0: Uh, and then the only other real exposure I had with them is from uh, I I actually kind of liked the Krypton TV show.
1: Yeah, who's I forget who's on that.
0: And it uh, didn't get renewed. So I was like, well, uh, am I going to Watch this to fruition. Be frustrated by a show that's never gonna get picked up. No, no, I'm not. So I, I just stopped watching.
2: Yeah, he was his live action appearance was in Krypton. He also appears in the uh, Young Justice series um, when they're looking for an alien expert. They turn to Adam Strange, and he uh, appears in uh, one episode of Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Also. I remember that episode. It was really good. Yeah, with Blue Beetle and Kendra Ra. Yeah, uh, dinosaur island, right? Uh, no, I thought it was uh, an outer space adventure.
1: No, I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the uh, the uh, when the the the, the center uh, comes back. That's fifty two. Uh, I like Adam Strange. I like that uh, the, that throwback feel. Like you said, he's not a Golden Age. He's a Silver Age hero. But he really does feel golden age to me, you know, with that, uh, the the throwback ray. My favorite thing about all the Adam Strange comic books, so uh, Zardoff set up this ray to send out this pulse of a signal. So that's how he gets transported to Rand uh, by these Zeta Rays. And it wears off in sometimes 24 hours, sometimes much more, uh, long enough for him to marry Zardoff's daughter. So that's what the whole thing was actually about, I think. Just trying to find some D for his daughter. Uh, because most of the planet was
2: mutants,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because of nuclear war, um, but if you watch, if you read some of the comics, it's usually like um, Adam Strange standing on a beach, waiting for the Zeta Ray, and it's like two panels of him, like, "All right, almost," like waiting for a bus, and then the Zeta Ray hits him, and boom, he's on Planet R. And then, you know, it wears off, and he has to wait for the next Zeta Ray. And, like, in a couple conflicts later, he'll be standing up. He'll be in a cafe in New York City. He's like, excuse me, I really need to sit in this booth. <laughs> and he, like, allows everyone to move. Like, to pay look, I'll pay for your dinner. I'll pay for everything. Just, we really have to, time is a factor. <laughs> so he gets everyone out of this booth, and he sits in the booth, and bam, he's back on red. Um... For some reason, that really captured my imagination. So I really like. Because I was always thinking to myself, what if it's in a bank vault this time? Or. Uh, I think one time he did have to pull off a heist. So he had to break into a gangster's house. And, like, be in the upper bedroom, like the daughter's bedroom or something. See? <laughs> hey.
2: There was one comic he literally jumped off a building.
3: Yes, yes. That's <laughs> it. Like, all right. I better time as well. Woo! And in some of those early comics he would have to like do all these crazy calculations to figure out where the ray was going to be and he'd have to like charter a plane and you know be in exactly the right longitude and latitude and you're like he's an archaeologist he's not a mathematician this is before smartphones and computers he was doing all this crazy stuff and you're like how come nobody else got dumped on Rand well, let me, let me just
1: add one thing. Other people did get on Rand because it does happen in a couple of comic books. And also, uh, he does benefit from, and Mike, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, uh, he has an, uh, an edactic memory, uh, which is a pretty good power uh, for someone. I dump, has... I dump on Ayn Rand
0: all the time. That helps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, this is uh, uh... a yeah, no, no, that's a good sign. <laughs> Tommy, so are you going to talk about the Thanagar War? I mean, that thats
3: that's so, your, yeah, yeah. Rand Thanagar War. I mean, that was a, a, a brief, uh, you know, comic book series where uh, Hawkman's world decides to take over Ran, and uh, and it was one of the few times where Hawkman and Hawk Girl, or uh, Hawk Woman, decide to not side with Thanagar. They actually go against Thanagar because they felt that that they were in in the wrong on that. And uh, sided with Adam Strange on that. Um, And it was a... I don't know, it was just an okay... It wasn't that great of a comic, I don't think. Uh, Even though it was kind of pivotal in the DC universe and in Hawkman's storyline, I didn't think it was that great of a story. So I wasn't really going to talk about it, but apparently you guys
2: want me to. Well, I've heard you bitch about it before, so yeah. I assumed you were going to bring that up as your series. Is there another series that you've read that you no, really I just, like?
3: Uh, I mean, in general, I like the old-style uh, Silver Age books for their simplicity and what they were going to do. I just like the artwork it was really great in those books, and it was just kind of an... If you're looking for like just a you know mindless science fiction to read, that they were always good for it, um, and they were very simplistic, mindless science fiction, because it made no sense at all.
1: Uh, one thing i like to add there is I was i I'm a huge fan of one-and-done comic books, an adventure in every comic book. And this format was perfect for it, because he'd get zapped around, have an adventure, and then the Zetaway would wear off, and he's back to Earth. Yeah, You really didn't need a big story arc to enjoy these things, because he was only on Rand for a limited time, had one adventure, and went back. So, I love the one-issue hits, boom, and th- those were perfect. Yeah.
3: That's right. Just boom with Alana, and he was done, and back on her. <laughs> Damn Scrippy! Yeah, uh, he needed to go like get just... some cigarettes down at the corner convenience store, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's he like didn't the even know A version of Quantum Leap. Yeah. He didn't even know he
1: had a baby daughter for the longest time. That was a huge story. Like he thought his wife had died, and he wasn't even going to go back to Rand because his wife and his daughter were dead. And then, of course, it's a cub, but they're not dead. Now i got to go back to Rand.
2: Well, speaking about being dead. Yeah. All right. Uh, months ago, I ranted and raved about Strange Adventures, saying, if you're not reading it, you are wrong. Well, it's time to talk about how awesome and the greatest Adam Strange comic book is. And that is Tom King, Mitch Jaredus, and Doc Shanner's "Strange Adventures." It uh, really captures the essence of the Man of Two Worlds, because even though Tom King is doing all the writing, Doc Shanner, who art style, is very silver age and crisp, if you're watching the video. You can see it, and Mitch Jaredis is not. It looks very bleak. Uh, so, uh, the story is set in present time DC Universe.
1: Uh, I just want to mention that when Josh has this, uh, thing up like this, we don't see anything behind Josh when he does this or this.
2: (laughs) Okay. First (laughs) backgrounds. Um, So, yeah, if you're a fan of uh, the deconstruction of a hero, this is a perfect comic book for you because it's a comic book about the white savior and colonization and also delves deep into the, the mythology of what heroes are and how they can be and what their downfall could possibly be. It's an excellent story. Uh, if you are thinking about reading it, give me two minutes to spoil the shit out of it for everybody else and then start listening. Starting now. Earth is being invaded by a group of aliens that Adam Strange has already defeated on the planet Rance, so they call upon Earth's hero, Rand's hero, Adam Strange, to lead the defenses of the Justice League and all of the other Earth heroes against this alien invasion. Yet somehow, he they're losing the war. Mr. Terrific is hired to clear the name of uh, by Batman to clear Adam Strange's name. And Mr. Terrific finds out that Adam Strange is a fucking piece of shit liar. He sold out Earth in order to save Rand from the invading force where he gave up his daughter as collateral but lied to his wife Alana to tell her uh, that she died when actually he gave her up to the aliens to make sure he would lose Earth so Mr. Terrific finds all this out it's a rescue mission after that with him and Alana to go rescue the daughter and in the end, Adam Strange can't take the fact that he was tortured by the aliens and broken to betray Earth and is no longer the hero that his he thought he was or his wife thought he was or ran or earth and he commits suicide. It is a bleak fucking brilliant comic. And Mr Terrific's awesome. No, seriously. You finally get to see the smartest man on earth as the smartest man on, man earth. on earth. That's why Batman hires him because Batman's like, oh, yeah, this dude's fucking smarter than me. <laughs>
1: He's the smartest man on earth. We... Fucking met this guy, and Batman Son. was trying to hire him to clear Adam Strange's name. So clearly, one of them was smarter than the other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> burp, burp,
1: burp, burp. Greatest detective. He kind of missed one there.
3: I liked in the series when Mister Terrific goes to Ron uh, to look at the video history of the war, and they're like, "Oh, well, we can't show you the alien side of this because because they're they're too barbaric. We've never been able to translate it. Nobody knows the language." And Mister Terrific's like, "I know the language. I taught myself on the way here." <laughs>
1: It took me twenty five minutes and a
3: box of Pop Tarts.
2: So, LT, you fresh, right?
3: I, I am. I'm on like uh, issue five.
2: Oh, I just spoiled the shit out of it That's for the It's fine.
3: It's <laughs> fine.
2: It's a it's a good series, though.
3: It is a good series, but I, I really loved that that particular part of it where Mister Terrific's just like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys are so hot. Yeah, I'm able to we'll figure out how to translate this." Uh, I I got it down, show me the video I'm ready
2: Yeah, actually it's Adam Strange who hires or who asks Batman to clear his name and Batman asks Mr. Terrific to do it instead because Batman is like, uh, you know I'm Batman, I got too much other stuff going on
1: so he goes to the hired help I don't like that part of it
3: Batman says, uh, I'm biased I know you uh, you know, let's get somebody that, that doesn't know you that's unbiased that can do this.
2: Yeah, Batman and Adam uh, Strange are friends, they've had adventures together. So even if he clears them, there it doesn't look like it's a, a valid clearing of his name. Yeah, you need an independent uh, Yeah, you need
3: an independent uh, investigator.
2: Thank
3: you. So <laughs> well, then he gets one. <laughs> oh, you don't want it.
1: He gets it. But, I mean, all the things he did, he did under duress. I mean, it was all torture. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I understand how he can't live with it. I understand how he condemns himself. I don't even understand, you know, why he can't live with it. But, he, you know, he, it was all under duress. He
2: com- he he had a lot of... Uh, he, had, he committed a lot of war crimes during the battle for Ran, and then even afterwards. If you
1: Google Adam Strange, by the way, the third thing that comes up is, is Adam Strange a war criminal? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I think this is worth reading <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to go into Adam Strange. So I did. So I know what we're talking about here. So I, I I, didn't read this particular run, and it did spoil the shit out of all those for me. Um... He made some very tough choices, and I think some of those choices are choices uh, that he should have made. Uh, but I think it was the torture and everything that really put him over the top for uh,
2: the things he couldn't live with. Yep, in my humble opinion. Yep, but the uh, artwork is outstanding, and the writing, as always, Tom King just fucking nails yeah. so. it. The, the the the
1: artwork is beautiful. It's a little grim for me, but it's it's beautiful beautiful in its darkness
2: any last words on Adam Strange I think he's got one of the cooler costumes in the DC Uh, universe
1: Yeah, I I can't believe we didn't mention him in helmets masks and hats yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: we we, we missed an easy one there Adam Strange does have a cool helmet just got a very crisp design
3: yeah Yet we we talked about the knockoff we talked about the Rocketeer yeah when
1: they call knock, the the Rocketeer knockoff, the
3: the Rocketeer was so many things. Yeah, but, but I mean it, it's clearly a combination of a Flash. The Rocketeer is clearly like a combination of Flash Gordon and and uh, Adam Strange and all of that, and sort of a steampunkish version. Yeah, but Adam Strange himself is
1: absolutely 100% Flash Gordon and uh, John Carter Warlord of Mars. I mean, yeah. uh,
3: derivative a lot of things. Everything's derivative. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what a lot of what DC and Marvel do is derivative of other things. So, yeah,
0: yeah I still can't believe the
3: Rocketeer was the 80s. Yeah, it just it, it was just was so well done as period piece. Yeah. But that it felt I mean, like it was, it was meant to there. be in the 20s. I mean, they, right? They, yeah, made, no,
0: they, I look, I guess like, that. Yeah. I get yeah. that they projected it back, but I just felt like it should have. I, f- I feel like it should have derived back then and they brought it back <laughs> around or something. I don't know. Um, and there were rocket men.
1: Uh, I remember watching some serials with the really shitty backpacks. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, yeah. There, I remember <laughs> old serials where there were like the Nazis with, with jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. 2022, man. We really should all have jetpacks by now. I know the cell phone is pretty cool. I mean, that's a supercomputer in our yeah. hand. Def- almost a mother box. But I want a jetpack
0: Or a flying car. Where the fuck is my flying car? Yeah.
3: yeah. Those flying yeah. cars are going to be so freaking loud, though. They're bullshit. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith. Uh, Silent Bob
1: from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob-type pictures. And you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Comics talk for comics fans. All right, moving on. Mikey, what do you got at the front of the long box for me?
2: At the front of the long box, I'm going to take you over to uh, Sean Phillips and... No, excuse me. Ed Brubaker and Michael Lark's scene of the crime. Uh, Years before Brubaker got into DC Comics and had his run on Gotham Central and Batman, before he did Daredevil, before he started getting all of his Eisner Award nominations for criminal and the like. He has uh, this book. Uh, P.I. Jack Herrman has seen too many dead bodies, but that's his family curse, because his uncle is the most famous crime scene photographer since Wee-G. Reeling from a case gone wrong, Jack tackles a missing person's job that should be easy, but instead leads straight into the secrets and lies of a bizarre death cult. Uh, the It's called Crime Scene. Um, the In the uh, opening uh, credits by Brian Michael Bendis talks about how uh, he and Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka all broke into comics at Caliber and learned that you should be paid for your work. Uh, so they all went over to Marvel and DC afterwards, but, uh, Ed Brubaker's, everything that he writes, I love. This is, again, a noir book set in modern times. It's a classic. If you want a Rockford Files comic book to just curl up to, go ahead and check this out. It's going to make you feel like you're just watching an episode of the Rockford files or some seventies or eighties detective show scene of the crowd recommend. And
3: those, uh, those crime scene books had brilliant pulp covers to them. Yes. I mean, they were just beautiful, beautiful painted pulp covers to them.
2: Yeah. My dad used to buy the, uh, even in the uh, eighties and seventies and eighties, he was still buying, Crimes pulp magazines they were small uh, like digest versions uh, with really cool art cover
1: I, I love those old like uh, oh, it's, it's some of them were so cheesy so but so much fun to look at you know the, there's like a dame in the corner like screaming and like a shadow of a guy with a knife or something like that I, I just love those covers
0: yeah that format like the old amazing stories yeah
1: uh, love this. Just, just brings it back that nostalgia feeling. Plus the artwork's beautiful. I mean, there's, there's nothing not to like there.
0: Yeah, my favorite F the Amazing Stories. There's an F they, the guy does a story uh, where an F15 has to fight a dragon. It's my yeah. favorite. It's one of my favorite short stories of all time. Love it. Uh,
1: I like the one with they're, they're belly landing the uh, the B 52 bomber, and the guy's stuck in the uh, the cockpit. And he draws the the wheels.
0: That is. Not amazing stories. No. That no. That is.
1: That Steven Spielberg presents amazing stories. Is it? I'm no. I'm ninety percent. I'm eighty percent sure.
0: Yeah, it's something like that. I know what you're talking about. And I remember when I I remember when they put it in the movie. Yeah, but it's. I don't think that's amazing stories.
1: I could be wrong. I know well, it shows up I... in the Twilight Zone. Movie, one of the Twilight zones or one of the other ones but I was pretty sure it was a short and uh, Steven Spielberg presents amazing stories
3: that. could be wrong Tommy where you got at the back of the lawn box uh, I don't have anything in the back of the lawn box because I was working this weekend uh, so I I unfortunately don't have anything Tommy were you in white River Junction I was in White River Junction I was right next
1: door man I <laughs> So uh, a little uh, I'll, instead of the back of the long box, I'll say Tom had an invention's time. So there was a an SCA event called the Isles of something or other, and it March. was pre- Isles of March, and it was pre Reg only. And Tom, his wife said, "Tom, you can't get in." So I'm like, "All right, look, I consider myself at least a third level thief in real life, at the very least, and if I can't bluff." or sneak my way into an SA event I got no fucking reason to call myself a thief so I uh, I snuck into the event I had a great time saw some old friends saw a bunch of SA friends the only guy that almost ratted me out was a prick that I don't like named Donovan you know Donovan yep oh yeah of course you know Donovan <laughs> Josh your eyes perked up you know Donovan
0: of course i know donovan
1: so i had the mask on the entire time and he was eyeing me up and down going this son of a bitch isn't even the SA anymore and i had my mask on so he didn't quite know who i was because he hadn't seen me in like 10 years but he was gonna rat me out at any second i kept him, and he kept following me and staring at me i'm like oh man i can't get outed i'm gonna lose a whole level if this white outs me uh, so I voted as best I could. I spent a lot of money at the event. The person who was running the event, I actually went out of my way to give the gate fee to. Like, hey, you know, I came in, but there was a problem with my PayPal, and I don't think I paid the gate fee. Can I just give it to you? She's so like, oh, that's really nice of you, because I'm not a dick. I'm just sneaky. <laughs> so I wanted to pay the gate fee. So I gave him my 15 bucks So I felt, you know, cleared on that part. And uh, had a great time. It was great seeing some old NCA friends. Saw Jocelyn. You guys remember Jocelyn? Yeah. She's doing great. She's still a nurse. Her kids are doing great. Little Sam is about to get his PhD. What the crap. Right? Her daughter is a prop master on Broadway. Yeah, it was great. It was great seeing everybody. So that was my little adventure. I wore my pirate mask and I snuck past Gates. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? No, no, I'm just carrying a box. Again. I'll be right back. And just... Minute. like come on I, got, I can't get busted for this well played sir thank you Uh, alright I guess that all the oh that was kind of tangential to me. but Josh you got a tangent
0: yeah okay so we're talking about sort of like the future tech and that sort of balance between 1915 stories a guy who's set in the 50s and rock came out in the 80s you had to pick two pieces of technology. One you think we should actually have at this point in time. Like something something society should have already done and math and, and be fine with. And then one that's like sci-fi out what two pieces of technology would you pick. One's kinda gotta be present ish. One way out.
1: For, for way out I'll say the replicator
0: It's a good one.
1: That's yeah. way out there. And I wish we could get that. Because that would solve so many problems. You know, it just takes mass and changes into other mass. We can change dirt into chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding. It just makes everything so much easier when it comes to balancing our wants, needs and resources.
2: And we're almost there. We got the three D printers. We just gotta yeah, be able I mean, to convert the substance.
0: Yeah. No. The important part about the replicator is that it, it de it removes rarity from cost of of goods, right? So right. everything really becomes a neutral cost. Yeah. Right. If you it can,
3: economy goes away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can turn sand into diamonds, right? Or or anything into gold, like all that stuff loses its value, and yeah. society just sort of normalizes on like a very basic standard of. Of yeah. material and technology, it's, it's in, a great, the, that's a great one. That's going to
1: yeah, be my opinion, so. Yeah, the, there's very few things the replicator can't replicate. Some very rare medicines in the Star Trek universe, dilithium crystals is one of the few things it can't replicate. There are very few things that it can't replicate, uh, so that really just frees up society to do, you know, more things. It's like in medieval times when we had enough food that not everybody had to be a hunter, gatherer, farmer. You know, now we can have a priest and a soldier, and I mean, it led to its own problems. <laughs> I understand that, but as a historian, yeah. it was that extra food that allowed us to have some other occupation besides "Holy shit, let's survive."
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really should nice have. Job. Yeah, <laughs> we really should have zero emission vehicles by now.
1: Yeah, we kind of do, but we don't. We just don't do it they're just shitty
0: yeah they're just shitty we gotta get them better yeah plus they're not serum right A
1: water come on
0: no because of what it takes to create their energy source to keep them around for that long right yeah so true, mine, true. The mining the, the fuck out ma- of heavy metals is yeah. not exactly uh,
1: the rare earth materials, materials do absolutely negate the the,
2: the the usefulness of these things yep might keep mine. being off a quiet over there I'm still waiting for sex robots.
1: <laughs> You're on the wrong podcast, my friend. You really should be Hello. listening
3: to
2: our yeah. good friends. All right, Damn yeah.
3: right. And we're not that far from sex robots, let me tell I, you. I was going to say, I mean, we are pretty close to sex robots. You just don't have the money for sex robots. As yet. soon
2: as the technology comes available, let's face it, it's going to. The there's going to be a available. way So somebody's going to be like, how can I fuck this? The
1: technology is available. You just can't afford it yet. You're waiting for the technology to come back round uh, because there are plenty of robots out there that people are having sex with. I've been to Boston Dynamics. You think those dogs (laughs) are not being fucked? You are (laughs) wrong, my friend. (laughs) That's why they learned to run in the first place. Do you remember the first videos where the dogs could barely go up a flight of stairs and now they're leaping up flights of stairs? Are we yeah. coming
0: right back down to the SNL thing? God damn it. How God's many sexually abused robots do we have to talk about on this goddamn podcast?
1: So far, two. So far, two. <laughs> it's not that big. No, I guess no. it's like murders and apples, right? Like two apples isn't a lot, but two murders is kind of a lot. And five apples still isn't a lot, but five murders is kind of a really a lot. So I get what you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the replicator too, and I'm gonna go kind of in the direction. I think we should be able to have a gasoline-less car that can go way further than a tank of, of, of a gasoline vehicle, more than five hundred miles. Yeah, we're getting there. Twenty more years.
2: Uh, no, it's gonna be a like earlier than that.
0: It's gonna be
3: earlier than that. Good. <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> and they're also working on batteries that won't rely so heavily on the, the heavy metals. Yeah. Heavy metals. Um, I'm looking
1: forward to that. And uh, my next car will probably be that. Uh, but I, I really
0: like my Bronco. <laughs> a friend of mine just got the E-Mustang. Yeah. It? It's a nice ride.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it really, if we just had a better infrastructure places to... Uh, charge. To charge in, I really would have gone with a charging car, but even in Boston, it's, not that, it's just not that easy to charge up. <laughs> That's right. Up.
3: You'd have to come out to Framingham, to the to the mall out by Framingham, to charge okay. up. No, I, I got
1: closer than that here in Boston, but Jesus Christ. Oh, you're just trying to lure me out to your house, which is in the middle of bump fuck nowhere, which I hate going to. I, I don't even mind going to Framingham. <laughs> I mind going from Framingham to your house. <laughs> Because the 20 more blocks it takes takes as much time as it takes to get the frame to get up. But there is that good Mexican restaurant right on the street from It is. That's a lure. It really is. That, that, those guys rock. They know what they're doing. They're delicious. Yeah. A piece of technology that I didn't think we'd have, by the way, that we do have, is um, the, um, the, the iPad. Uh, they've been using that in Star Trek forever. Uh, Especially the next generation, and um, I didn't think we'd have a handheld computer that was that good, that fast. And I'm really, I'm I'm still amazed by how good the iPad is and how much we can do on it.
3: Yeah, I didn't think it would be that (laughs) useful. It's so useful. I love it. It's so (laughs) useful. At least it was until the Comicsology upgrade. Good
1: point. An excellent point there, my friend. We're still on that. Just punching down,
0: but okay. Yes, 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 we are. We're not punching down. We're punching up. That's fucking Amazon. Like, That's a good point. Hundred billion dollar year company. Fuck that noise. That, that noise.
1: Little, that little mom and pop operation. Yeah,
3: we're punching <laughs> down. What are you talking about. Pack I am, am going to keep right. wasting their their support dollars until <laughs> they can fucking get their their <laughs> shitty app to work on my ass. My five ass five year old uh, tablet. That's right. You spent
1: how many hours, Two hours on the helpline trying to get the them to install Comixology correctly?
3: We're trying to get it to work. It installs. I've installed. I've uninstalled it and installed it five times now. I've only sure. been able to get one book, one book to download.
0: Live yeah. so installs. Ninety percent of every data point of your entire life is stored on an Amazon server. So we're not definitely not punching down. Okay.
1: I'll give yeah. you that. And whatever
0: direction you're punching, they've recorded it, <laughs> noted it, and they're pointedly marketing
3: something.
1: They got the tangent eyes.
0: Yeah.
3: other, In another te- three weeks, they're probably going to realize that I haven't bought any more comics and realize that there's a problem.
1: Uh, one other bit of technology uh, that I always kind of wanted was the holodeck, and I finally uh, pulled the trigger. I bought myself an Oculus. Anyone have an Oculus? you get the wireless one, the two? The yeah, I'll go to two. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe I'll bring that down. I, I, it's in the mail. It's coming. Maybe I'll bring it down Saturday.
0: Yep, Violet has it. She uses it all the time. She loves All right, good. Yeah. Some cool games for it.
1: Definitely. I'm looking forward to Beat Saber finally being able to gamify a little workout. Boom, boom, boom.
2: <laughs> all right, uh, I guess that brings us to plugs, guys. Who's got anything good to plug? Well, I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And if you're listening to the, this on YouTube, you're probably like, what music is he talking about? We have a podcast where I actually edit it. Yeah, that's a very loose interpretation of what I do. But uh, we have music on our podcast available wherever podcasts could be had. And if you're listening to this podcast, we have a YouTube channel called The Long Box Guys where we post videos. And if you want to see our faces, why you would want to do that, I have no idea. But if you're, other than to see the background that Josh obviously has, always relevant to the topic of discussion, always good. And uh, speaking of other podcasts, because we did mention whosnextgaming.com, dot com, <coughs> uh, they were just reviewing Batman, uh, the Batman movie, uh, this week. I also got to plug another podcast. You can find it at Patreon dot com slash the Guys. It's the Geek Leak, where every week we do a podcast. We do an extra bonus podcast for our Patreon only. Uh, For a mere $1 a month You can get access to that And all the money that we make Goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House For their food bank So rather than just doing well today You should be doing some good And go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon
1: Yeah, uh, it's really worth it I'd like to also uh, plug our Twitter page Uh, Don't forget to look at us on Twitter Where you can find links to some of the stuff we do And some of the uh, conversations and jokes and uh, I want to uh, promote uh, my TikTok page, because I've been having a lot of fun on my TikTok page. I got up to about 5,000 followers already, so I'm having a good time with that. It's mostly about LARPing, gaming, and uh, a little bit about the Elizabeth Peabody house. So you can go to LARP, like you Meet it, on TikTok, and uh, see me be goofy. I'm gonna be goofy.
0: Yeah, i like to promote great stories, comics, and games. The comic shop that has moved in near my house. Can we Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, YouTube, second thing. But uh, yeah, great, uh, great, uh, great stories here in uh, Whitensville, Massachusetts. Come check it out.
3: I'd like to
2: plug Geek. Geek Orthodox. Geekorthodox.com.
0: Geekorthodox.com. Hello, Timmy
3: geekorthodox.com, purveyors of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker Rocks glasses, you name it, they got it geekorthodox.com
2: Actually, they've got stained glass prints. If you want t-shirts you get to go over to ianlino.com
3: Put them in this place, Mikey
2: yeah.
3: well, God uh, damn it, Ian. Why are you about to make everything so complicated? What are you, <laughs> Amazon? <laughs> what are you, Amazon?
1: I binged
0: it. I binged it.
1: All right. And uh, Mikey, tell us what this uh, podcast is like to you.
2: It's like Drunk History, but for comic books.
1: And Josh, dude, Josh, is Mike's house for game night this week, your sector?
0: It will be, yeah. As as, As long as I can fix the engines
3: and set the course to Earth.
1: Hopefully. And Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy,
3: any last words? You know, just uh, want to echo what Mikey said. Just uh, go out there and do some good. Don't uh, don't do shitty things like um, like Amazon or or uh, start wars. You know, yeah. well, you know, uh, don't do shitty things like you know upgrade apps and force people to take those upgrades.
0: Star Wars better or than start wars. Star Wars.
1: And <laughs> hey, don't forget what I always say: don't diss what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. Thanks a lot from the lot box, guys. We'll be